Today is November 14th. Cashman is talking and passing is talking and Soto is leaving San Diego. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it. Let's talk some Yanks. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks brought to you by SeatGeek. My name is Jimmy, his name is Jake, and producer BBD in the corner. Our last episode was a very impromptu, quick, reactionary episode to the Cashman Presser and the How Presser. And some more quotes have come out. Some more rumblings have come out. So we will, uh, I guess, maybe have a more uh, calm discussion around such things. Jake, how do you do? James Davis, I'm doing well. Uh, happy Tuesday, worst day of the week. I, I do think, you know, Depending which day you wake up and what you're feeling, like you can you can wake up and think about these Yankees and be pretty miserable and how are we going to fix this and we're not going to fix this and it's going to be sad. And then you get one, you know, seeing seeing big bro Jeff, Jeff Passan being like, hey, you know, Yanks and Soto, I'm good, man. A cup of coffee, Juan Soto, why not dream a little bit? Um you got your GM saying, you know, one of your most expensive players will never be healthy again. It's uh it's the off season. We're there, Harry. It's the off season. Cashman uh just getting beat up. I don't think I've ever seen everyone with their knives out since the movie Knives Out. Mm. Like every the back the back page headline was uh, if it's if it's broke, don't fix it. That's a fun one. I mean, I just never. I'm not sure. I mean, in his tenure, in my memory, maybe there was times the, those championships lasted a while. But I think this has got to be the biggest abuse Cashman and and Hal have taken. Like everyone, I saw Boland like throw up a YouTube video. I think I don't know. I didn't know Boland was on the YouTube streets. I didn't click it, but I think it was a link to YouTube. I think that was a drawing on a napkin. Um, I think it was a bar napkin by Boland. Boland, very nice to us, and I like Boland. Yeah, a lot. he's awesome. But I like, hope he likes funny. That joke. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we're seasoned in thirty years. Like every time we we have discussions like that, like wow, people are really at him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, Boland went on foul territory. So if you okay. want to go check it out, that's where it was. Handsome. Uh, but yeah, Handsome. Brian Cashman's disaster press conference. Eric Boland on the Yankees. Uh, yeah, everyone's kind of like, ooh, bad. Has our guy Hokey, has, is, are his knives out? He's such a sweet guy. No, guy. his knives aren't out. He, he went to, uh, he went to like the old timers camp or whatever it is. Fantasy? I took, Fantasy I took a picture camp. of him swinging. God, he's powerful. Lefty bat. Hmm? You know? Injury. Maybe he's, you know, stands with Stan. <laughs> Injury prone, lefty bat. I can make that work. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Because, like, 
Some stuff. There's Stanton stuff. There's Soto stuff. Let's do Stanton and the press conferences first. I think Stanton's the first one, and I would just give the big guy some AG1. Uh, you guys might remember Athletic Greens back in the day. AG1 can have you starting your day differently. My sweet Jess threw me an elbow the other morning. She's like, we should just start doing this every day. I said, okay, Jess, I pretty much listen to whatever you say. AG1. A foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs. Like, I, I've got guys like that on the pinstripers. Gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition. And if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1. Get a free one-year supply of the vitamin D3K2. Jim, and five free AG1 travel packs. So when you hit the road, you can still keep up and be feeling good. Go to drinkag1.com slash yanks. That's drinkag1.com slash yanks. There's a link in the description and go check it out. You know, new year's coming around the corner. Take care of yourself. I think of my old boss at Domino's, AG Mahmood, every time I... Here, AG1. So I just hope he's doing well. Yeah. I think he's still living in Tampa, where the Yankees are, mm. where spring training is. Now, Cashman had a quote come out. Did I tell the people here that I saw Rizzo in the streets yet? I'm not sure. I don't I've been so. with you. You've I think told you recorded people. it before. You recorded an episode before it happened. And yeah. I didn't know if it was a secret. Because when you texted it, you said no sharing. Uh, Well, just because our socials team is in there, and I yeah. didn't, you know. He runs hot, especially off season. But um, hungry. No, I was uh, the day before the New York City Marathon. Was walking around my neighborhood, um, and a big fella in a bike pulled up right in front of me. It was Rizzo. Uh, he was biking around with his wife, uh, who ran the marathon the next day. Wow. Uh, and loose. So yeah, keeping the legs loose. Everything I know about marathon training—that's what you're supposed to do. And uh, yeah, we, you know, nice dap up. How are you? How's the off season? He gave a little. He had a moment of uh, treated me like a reporter for a second. He's like, yeah, you know, didn't like how how long we've been in the off season. And I was like, yeah, I get it. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna Great. put it on you, big dog. Uh, uh, but he was in good spirits. They were doing the marathon, and then I I think they were. He was like, you know, after marathon, it's kind of for me to start slowly easing back into it. So. Uh, it was a nice exchange. Nice guy. You ask him how his head felt? I did not. I, you know, I don't know the boundaries on that. Knock, knock. That would have been Well, wild. no, you go fake dick punch, and then you hit him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm a gentleman. Um, Respect the game. I said, and I said this. I don't know who I said. I think I said it to Booney at one point, and I've said it on the show a lot, that you, you have to go into next year, um, assuming Stan's going to get hurt. And you have to prep for that. And if he goes down in April, have like, you know, it can't be uh, Bowers is now going to be the DH. Or Willie Calhoun's now going to be our DH. Mm-hmm. That can't be the plan. If you can't trade him or shed his payroll, or even if you believe that he's going to be healthy majority of the time and you, and you love Stanton and, and all the, um, the, the man behind the athleticism is like, uh, I'm a big fan of him. I, I would love to win. I uh, love the Yankees to win with him. If, and he's part of it. But you know, his injury history, you have to be able to, you have, if he's part of the opening day plan, you have to prep with a better depth 
at replace to replace his bat than Willie Calhoun uh, off waivers. So we've been saying that Cashman said that said it in a if you read it, I didn't hear it. If you read it, there's a word, weird like term that he used. But um, Cashman's getting dragged through the calls for everything right now because that press conference was so bad and they're awful. This one, I don't know. It kind of felt like this was the first time I was like, good. You're kind of yeah, right about that. you're right about this one, Cash. You have to prep as if he's going to get injured. And if that hurts Stan's feelings, that's – I'm sorry, sorry, Big G. We have to Proof prep as if you're going to get hurt. The weird thing is he said uh, injuries are part of his game, I guess. Yeah. That's the, a weird phrase. We, we try to limit the time he's down, but I'm not going to tell you he's going to play every game next year because he's not. He's going to wind up getting hurt again more likely than not because it seems to be a part of his game. So, yeah, part of his game was a little odd. And yeah, I, I, we, we've said this since he came over. Like, you know, when Giancarlo Stan had a little bit of an injury history, we, we were optimistic it would get better. You didn't think you, the body would slow down this fast, but here we are. And I, I don't know. I, don't, I think the only people that were fully surprised by last season were the Yankees. I, I guess it was surprising that he didn't hit. When he was really? healthy, yeah. and which is what like, Cashman's saying. Like, like, besides last year, he's always hit when healthy. Like, yeah, nor- the quote there was, we, we've all, he's injury prone, we've all lived and known that, but he's never not hit when he's playing, and this year is the first time that's happened, which he said in passing and got some laughs. So, it's, I don't know, our, our offense, when, our, our offense, <laughs> our office and our offense. With Stanton, when we start talking about it, it's, He's probably an, an immovable contract, and I know, <laughs> I know someone threw out the insurance uh, quote, with, which we've seen them do with what was it, A Rod, Ellsbury. Ellsbury. Well, we'll see if they're starting to tee something like that up. You, your, you can't do it a third time. I don't think your insurance think class, class action lawsuit. If A Rod, Ellsbury, and uh, G all bond together, they shred that for me too. So yeah, I. I don't know. I you have to assume he's going to be back with the Yankees, and you just need you need insurance on Stanton. Ironically, so like you're saying, it can't be Willie Calhoun. It can't be a Bowers. Like you you need someone. You need to look at it as almost a when DJ LeMahieu came in as a quote unquote bench player that was going to play 130 games. You just need to assume. Uh, okay, Stanton will get hurt. Uh, other guys are going to get hurt. It's a long season. The depth, uh, I think, last year from the start was just shocking, mm-hmm. shocking, and that that was one of the that was one of the biggest things that Cash in the front office could stand on for years. I mean, going back to the Juicy Lucy year when it was like Talkman and Maben and Cameron Maben gets involved in this story a little bit. Geo, when when he first came on the scene, the depth just needs to be completely different. If if we're not heading to a spot where you can trade Stan and eat money and give prospects or, you know, it was thrown out the other day that if they go insurance route or just a cut route, um, you know, what what does that do for the roster at some point? They're not going to do that yet because you, you can still feasibly see Giancarlo Stanton being a good hitter next year. It's just, it's going to be at DH. When is he healthy? And what does that do to the rest of the roster? Because if if the rest of the roster had 
lefty switch hitting balanced hitters, I think we'd be like, all right, like, hey, G's going to get banged up this year, but hopefully he finds it, right? But unfortunately, he's in the 95% pile of righty hurt slow. (laughs) They, uh, on the possibility of releasing him if we're going based on what the Yankees have done in the past when they cut A-Rod, when they cut Hicks this year, seemed like roughly $30 left on the table in both of those cases. That's their eatable amount. That seems like the amount of money they'll just... They'll eat. How much did Donaldson have? By the time they cut him, I guess with the buyout, probably like nine-ish million of okay. real dollars. They should. They they truly believed in him. Yeah. That. Yeah. That. I mean, that conversations real. we've had. They and truly, the defense was good. Yeah. Um. Never came around here. Man. Man. Cameron Maben did get involved in the Stan conversation. Our guy Keith McPherson tweeted uh, about how the window is now that he wants to, you know, Cole judged and and their careers with Yankees get a ring. I think that was the crux of Keith's tweet. Cameron Maben chimed in and said, "I agree with you, except I don't think Stanton." And he was like, "I don't want to speak for him, but I don't think Stanton wants to end his career with the Yankees. He'd rather be somewhere where he's valued." Or is that just like an automatic? Like, you just assume he wants to stay forever. There's something along those the, lines. Yeah. Like, the the gist was like, no, Stanton, like, could ask for a trade someday or approve yeah. the Yankees lineup. My, my reaction to that was, and I could be 100% just wrong here. So, that's because there is some of me, like, uh, implying, or I don't know, implying, but inferring. When may, if may have been in... Stan have a good relationship and they talk even while not being teammates, then I know nothing. If Mabin is judging uh, the way Stan was treated by New York while he was in New York, it's changed since then. That was 2019. Stan played 18 games. Uh, People thought his 2018 season was bad, even though it wasn't. And it was still very much like Stan got as much hate as Gary did. And then he came back for the playoffs in 19 hit well he hit well in 2020 in the playoffs and I think since then and his press conferences and post games I think the the I hate Stanton up until maybe last year changed drastically in certainly was some sort of shit because um, I thought that was his point Maven said um, I'm sure he'd like to finish somewhere that actually appreciates how he's handled every second of being in New York City and I think that has come around since Maven left a ton now Maven was also with the Yes Network so for that year, so maybe he was there. So uh I don't know. I do think that the the general Yankee fan it changed from like nineteen to the twenty twenty one of like, oh, he's handled everything great. I very much appreciate that. It's tough. When you say general Yankee fan, I don't know. I, I think I think Yankee fans that are in the weeds with us. Yeah, but even on Yes Network, Coney, Kay, Paul, they've run the quotes, and they like have hammered this home a lot. Like, he's handled everything perfectly. Yeah. I, Stanton earned himself a lot of love with the 2020 postseason where he was insane. Yep. Um, that's Again, that's kind of what Yankee fans care about. Also, the next year, 2021, the dead year, quick reminder, if that game's not at Fenway Park, Stanton might have had a three-homer day. Uh, so Stanton at that point, I think you're right. He had erased a lot of, a lot of it. Like we did the whole, people are viewing him as 
as we viewed A-Rod to Jeter, just because, like, people love the homegrown and Judge is there and Judge is so special and he's our guy and stands for hire. Um, I think a lot of that's gone away now. I mean, uh, between last, like, yes, he's handled the media fine, but Yankee fans come back to results, and since the All-Star game last year, uh, where he was All-Star game MVP, Everything since then has been so bad. Like, dude, I, I forget if it was in, I think it was in Ep, you were out. Uh, Joe's filled in, and we did the last, like, 162. And the batting average was, like, 1.8 or something. Yeah, and I'm it, on my way. And it was just, I no, don't know. I agree with that, but Maben's point was appreciate how he handles New York City. I think that has changed. I think people now realize he's very accountable his post games, like how he handles New York City, I, I think people know. It's like, but I wish it would be better of late. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I'm I'm reading that last sentence a little differently. I think it's just he'd he'd love to be somewhere where he's wasn't in the shadow of Judge before, like and since you know. since the the All Star break last season, twenty twenty two, which is one hundred thirty five games, five hundred forty nine plate appearances. As full of Giancarlo Stanton year as you'll find. Uh, 182, 268, 400 slug uh, in total. That's a 668 OPS, 84 WRC plus. Yeah, I mean, Rodon, Rodon's upper body and Stan's lower body are in a race for who's more battered and beaten <laughs> and like who can like get back to form. It's like 10 injuries each. Combine them, you get the healthiest player on the team and the unhealthiest player on the team. A little half and half. Yeah, Rodon's legs, Stan's upper body. Someone do a graph and split their body in half in Photoshop and, and change them. And then Stan's, I mean, if you did like uh, doctors when they kind of like point at all the joints and muscles and then label the injury, and you did Rodon's upper body and Stan's lower body and you combined them and then had all the injuries throughout the last three years, sure, it would be insane. Yeah, Rodon's has to go a little further back than that to to get a lot of his big shoulder stuff. But um, case in point, uh, all of that either matters or doesn't matter if you start playing good baseball or bad baseball. So Stanton, I don't know. If you did Stanton's head, you could take the ball that he he got hit in the face. That's a little beat up. That's a little mean. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that either. I wouldn't do that. He'd have the panhandle mask. Yeah, he wears that now. I don't know. I, it feels like last year we were hitting the point with Hicks, Donaldson, IKF that we were like, this has very little chance of success. And all three of those ended up falling out. It's starting to feel like that with Stanton. But I, at least <laughs> with Stanton, I understand how much their arms are tied and how much you can hope it's wrong. And if that big fellow runs into nine next April, we're going to be like, okay, I need that. And and you guys know this is this feels like lame cop-out stuff, but it's a guy who's done it in his career. You got to be looking at new batting stances, no? I believe Cashman was asked about that in that interview, and he was like, we're not implementing any changes. He's like, oh, that, we don't, that's we on don't, him. We don't talk to our players. <laughs> and that's true. I, I, I read a... Stanton had a comment towards the end of the year about definitely planning to make some changes next year, but I think they I think they were described as minor changes. That can mean kind of anything. 
will be interesting. Maybe to him, a minor change is changing the batting stance. And even spring training will be, you know, um, a lot of times they change stuff in spring training, but they revert back to what they're comfortable with. So yeah, by two weeks into the season, that's gone. Should judge use spring training to list. try something different. Even if you don't, like, you have to. Imagine if, like, spring training's nothing different. Well, he always does spring training a little odd anyway. Yeah. He's, um, he's one of those guys that, like, yeah, I don't really swing during this. So, this year. so uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I agree with Cashman's quotes about, like, we have to act as if he's going to be hurt. Yeah, I mean, we've said that. <laughs> you, you have to. Like you need, a, you need an actual plan. If the backup plan is to go scour the rest of the league for an outfielder that no one else wants or just, like, from AAA, it's a bad plan. They've used really, their goodwill uh, on those plans already. Where really did not work out. out. Now that's gone. Yeah, it did not work out. All right, let's get to a different tone conversation, Jake, mm. because as BBD said pre-show, passing, mm. babbling today about Soto leaving San Diego. Juan Soto speaks Spanish. Babel could teach you that. Yeah. If you're trying to be a real Yankee fan and get Juan Soto, you should get Babel. There's people that speak two languages out there. We call them bilingual. There's people that speak three, trilingual. Mm. Someone who speaks one. Lingual. American. <laughs> gotcha. Go get Babel. What are you doing? People, class it up just a little bit. And with Babel's quick 10-minute lessons, they're designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three Weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. I think, you know, if you took a Spanish class growing up, Puedo ir al baño. Donde está la biblioteca? If I'm going to Spain, I'm, I mean, if no I, fumar. If, hey, if I'm going to Spain, I'm not looking for the library. <laughs> Didn't help the American side of that, I guess. Learn a new language. And if you're a Yankees fan, you like the number 55. And you can get 55% off your Babbel subscription. But only for our listeners at babbel.com slash yanks. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash yanks. Click the link in the description. Give it a try. Learn another language. So not to steal all of our good friend Jeff Passon's notes, but he released... It was a whole article. We're talking about one part of it. He released his prediction, Jake, on where everyone's going to go, which I just went to his... Twitter to find it, and he hasn't, like, promoted it with a link. So, Jeff, maybe do that. And he's got Otani on there, which is interesting. He's got some other stuff. He's got Yamamoto on there. The Soto one is interesting for two reasons. One is because all the writers think he's going. Uh, Buster only said 100% he gets traded and not during the season next year, but before opening day this year, 100%. It's a pretty big stake. From Buster. Yeah, because, you know, everyone's going to use Soto Otani as clickbait and headlines and get your take out there. And, and you could easily say that sentiment and be like, if it was me, 
I'd 100% trade him. Right. Or you say, uh, you know, if I was to bet, I would think he'd get traded. Or it's the smart move to get traded. Like, Buster was like, no, 100% he's getting traded. He could be wrong. I'm not saying he's a knower of everything. Right. But he really planted his flag. And Passon kind of has the same sentiment that he thinks he's going to get traded before the deadline. I thought Preller came out and said like he's not. I feel like it's gotten back and forth. Yeah, it's old Morris school. Like line. I think I think Preller's an old school negotiating. Like no, we've hit this weird world where if you say someone's for sale, they think that drives down the price, which isn't always true. Like that's not how it works. Like if a player demands out, that gets you in a tough spot in a lot of other sports. In baseball, I don't know if it's on the table, it's on the table. I think Preller's just doing like a no, no, we're not trading Juan Soto. But it seems like they're very clearly trading Juan Soto because they've lost so many innings from their pitching staff uh, from last year. They are, they're not in debt, but baseball has rules that if you're paying out a certain amount of contracts, you need a certain amount in escrow. Could be using any of those words wrong, but it's something like that. And that they had to take out a loan just to cover up where their current costs are. So... They need to move money, more money that's already coming off their books, and they're losing. The San Diego Padres are still in what they think is a window. Like we're, you know, Xander Bogarts, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, Joe Musgrove, they, they still have a lot of big money guys that they believe in on that team. They're losing a lot of players. They're losing Snell, who's going to win the Cy Young this year. They're losing Hayter, who's regarded as one of the best, one of the best, if not the best relievers in baseball. That there's a way they can do this. And Juan Soto is the easiest way because it's one year and it's 30 plus million dollars. So if you can get off of that money, bring in some young, ideally young pitching aspects, that's the best way to cover yourself for the Padres. Or I should say the easiest way. And that's where Passon took a little bit of a different route uh, than Buster because he says in an article, he's like, hey, you know, there's a lot of creative ways to skin this cat, and if there's someone who can do it, it's A.J. Preller. But that would essentially mean they need Manny Machado to waive a no-trade clause and get off of him. That's not happening. Bogart's one year in, no-trade clause, waive that. Fernando Tatis Jr., no-trade like, Or it's basically get rid of all their other money, a combination of Cronenworths and a bunch of other players. Soto is the path, and I, I Passin, who I don't think... I don't think he would do it necessarily for the click, especially this time of year, just to throw out Soto and the Yankees. But he said it's it's looking like Cubs and Mariners would be big fits. Mariners don't want to do the long-term commitment. Uh, Cubs seem like they're all in on everything because the Brewers are going to be going down in their division. They just went out and paid Craig Council the most money to be manager. But they, he, Passon's words, not mine. He said that the Mariners and Cubs don't seem likely to move a lot of their young pitching for what would be a one-year rental. And he said he didn't say the Yankees wouldn't do that because I think the Yankees need to do that. So there was a, a glass of optimistic, op, optimistic Soto news this morning. He lays it out pretty, pretty well. You know, he says there's a reason why... All the writers think this is exactly what you said. They need to clear up the money. And then the one thing is that all their other big stars have no trade clauses. Uh, Machado, Tatis, Bogarts, Darvish, all full no trade clause. Uh, Jill Musgrove, full no trade clause. Uh, Cronenworth has a limited no trade clause, so he just probably has a handful of teams probably he can say like no to. Teams or something. Um, 
They locked up a lot of money. Sure did. They gave Matt Carpenter a two-year deal. Yeah. Um, Robert Suarez, four years. So, I agree with what he's saying a lot. You know, if... Um, if the it's just how much do the Padres value um Clark Schmidt, King, Drew Thorpe, Chase Hampton, if they need pitching and like MLB ready pitching. But yeah, and what makes this way different is also if the Yankees believe they're gonna go get Yamamoto, like a pitcher, then Clark becomes even easier if the Padres like him. Even if they're not getting them. I don't want to step on Brian Cashman's toes because a lot of people have been doing this lately. But GM Jakey here. Hello. The free agent hitting market is awful. (laughs) It's awful. It's Shohei Otani, who's, I mean, also a part of the pitching market technically. So that's its own thing. He's going to get $450-$500 million. After that, it's Cody Bellinger, who before last season had two years of being one of the worst hitters in baseball. And then it's Matt Chapman, who I think the final five months of this season, he was a 202 hitter. So the starting pitching market, on the other hand, has a lot of options. Uh, we've got international options. We've got, we've got good like one or two year risk guys like Seth Lugo kind of finally made the jump to the rotation as a 32 year old and he was good. So his arm doesn't have innings. like there, there are layers. There are layers to the starting pitching market that if you can trade starting pitching and turn that to hitting or any pitching and turn that to hitting, you should be getting any hitting because <laughs> you were the worst hitting team you've been as a franchise. Go get hitting for other assets, you can get pitching. It's out there, and it's, I don't think the numbers are crazy. Like, there's veteran guys, you know, Maeda's reused. There's bodies out there. We're probably going to do a starting pitching ep at some point because we're always in on starting pitching. But if you can cash in, especially on Clark Schmidt, who, you know, this this year was the year. Um, Before this year, trading Clark Schmidt probably wasn't going to get you Juan Soto. And now there's a chance it might. So if it's on the table, it's one of the only things that can save next season. He's very good. What was the Mookie Betts trade? Name is Mookie Betts. Is that the biggest uh, comparison here? One year of Mookie? Uh, I've, I've, was, I've been doing this conversation with a lot of people out there. There's a run of like f- guy superstars with one year left between like Mookie, Machado, um, blanking on another one. Mookie on paper, Lindor is the other one. And Mookie on paper was probably traded for the most. It was... Mookie? Yeah. Verdugo. Well, they also... Who had been in parts of seasons They also had to eat price. So that that throws an obstacle into it. Which maybe Um, the Yankees are going to be asked to eat some contract. Machado was a rental, right? Machado was a rental. So... One playoff run. Lindor... The pieces they got back actually kind of worked out. Rosario was a quality player for them. Right. Jimenez, Jimenez has been really good. been the the hundredth percentile outcome for him. But on paper, that was one failed prospect and a guy who we were talking about similarly to how we talk about as Waldo right now. Like they're not traded for that much. Obviously, Soto is a special case, special market. But 
every situation's a little different. And and when he got when Mookie got traded, he was earning. He had set the record for arbitration, right? He was earning twenty five, twenty seven million, and Soto's earning thirty. So the Dodgers took on that twenty five to thirty, whatever it was, not thirty, but above twenty five, I believe, for. And also took on Price's contract, which was I don't know how much that was worth. A few years on it though, and and like Mookie did sign an extension. You knew he was open to it. Like, so you're you're also trading for the negotiating. Yeah, rights. yeah. Soto, you know you're not gonna get that, which should drive down the price a little bit because his Boris is his agent. Boris doesn't do extensions a year away, so looks like that, it was that should be points to the team trading for. Three years of David Price was uh, traded over to the Dodgers as well, and the Red Sox ate half of it, so sixteen million per year for, for three, three years. years. Man, so the Dodgers ate like uh, seventy-five mil. They took on they took on seventy-five mil to get that one year of Mookie. So if, if if you're Preller, which I doubt this is how he does it, but if he's looking at that and you look at the the Padres, you look at the Padres uh, payroll and you say, okay, if we're looking to find number around 70, Soto's owed 33. So is there a player they have that you would eat 40? I mean, Cronenworth is still owed way more than that. But they can eat part of money. I think, it's, I think baseball, he's owed, you can mess around. He's, he's owed, what, a little under 80? So that's half? Yeah. So then they would have to eat half of Cronenworth. They could eat some amount of, like, you Darvish's money. But they need pitching so bad that I feel like they're not going to trade Probably. Pitching. He'd be, he's a candidate for a dump, though. Um, or would it be, like, Suarez? They owe him 46. Yeah, I think he has funky options, so it might be. And I, I don't know. Opt it's out, can opt out after twenty twenty five. Yes. So, but he would be forty six on the whole. You probably, um, you probably. Cronenworth would be wild because it's like, yeah, sure, take him. It's not a not a burden. Kind of need a guy like that. For the Yankees, he would make yeah of sense. He had a solid second half. Cronenworth and Soto could make sense. All right, so let's just do that then, Jake. Mm. I think we just figured it out. Just what do they want back? Yeah, how much are they valuing getting money off the books? Like how much? If it's that, if it's that, then the money and the the players are the same as Mookie and Price in the world we just created with Cronenworth and Soto going. They got Verdugo, who had uh, played but still had, I think, six years or five years of. Um, Mm. Control there's, and arbitration. There's a little bit of left. shine off him, but pretty regarded and had years. And then they got Jeter Downs, who was the number at the time was time. still a regarded prospect. So they got he was a top 100. So they yeah. got they got two young players, um, one who hadn't debuted yet. So for the Yankees, if you were to do, um, if you were to do, uh, um, Clark. I don't know how many years Clark has left. Clark's got, he's got one option 
and two years of service time. So three to four years remaining. I think so. Is it something like Clark plus, um, I don't know, to throw a name out there, Austin Wells, but it doesn't have to be him. Clark um, plus Drew Thorpe, if they yeah, just they want, want They want pitching. They want pitching. They want pitching. Yeah. Clark in one of your, like, real Clark, pitching prospects. Clark, Drew Thorpe, and then um, then probably a single-A kid. Tossing a kid, maybe that they... Whoever's they throwing want. 100 miles per hour in single-A right now. If they just want one of the Yankees catchers, they have a bunch on the 40-man right now, and we know they Ooh. would like to move one. Oh, wow. Don't hate that. Don't hate that. That, that was the all. thought when I, when I mentioned Wells, but... Higgy. Higgy's a Cali guy. They, they need to field a team. You know? mm. He'd be so good in San Diego. Be perfect. Such a chiller. He's from LA, right? That area? Mm. Southern Cal. Southern Cal, yeah. Okay, so we did it. We di- we've done it. We've done it. Clark, Drew Thorpe, catcher. Get one soda that changes everything. I really wasn't going to open my brain to it. And now Passin and Buster and the reporters are, you know, putting me into crazy, crazy brain land. And I don't like that. I don't like it one bit. Two weeks ago, I went up to Dan Rourke at the warehouse mm. during one of our practice days. And I said, Dan, I got bad news. And he immediately gasped and said, what happened to Judge? Uh, which is fair. Right. I said, no, 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 not that. Just I declared myself believing in the possibility. Uh, it's a scary place to live. I tried really hard for a while to wait until any rumors are real, and now we're kind of at that point. I mean, Cronenworth's money is crazy, but he's like a lefty guy. He's what they need. Who plays a ton of positions. If you're the Yankees, why would you not take a chance on that? Who plays a ton of positions. The salary per year is It's coming off a down year, but he's had some plus years. You know, not amazing, but... uh, Bottom of the order, lefty bat. If that helped facilitate it, how how would that stop you if you're the Yankees? Per year, he's it's not a crazy number. It's a long time. I'm mad that I uh, want this to happen, and I here we are, and I think it should happen. That's what's got me upset. Is that I guess in the comments, be the devil on my shoulder and tell me why it's irrational and never going to happen or stupid. If Padres fans, you're not going to do it. Well, Padres fans wouldn't want to do it. The Red Sox fans didn't want to trade Mookie. Right. It, but it's a payroll thing more than anything else. The Padres have, like, said they're getting under 200. Can the Yankees take on that money? Do, where are we at with their money? Do we care? Are they do, are they caring right now? You know, we're talking about them taking on 70 mil. Yeah, I mean... We've supposedly been on Yamamoto, which was going to be 30. I, I guess we can start getting into some tears yeah. and stuff. Yeah. We can start crunching. I've, I've heard the number the Yankees like, w- don't want to touch is the 325, which is the Cohen tax. Just don't I don't know. know. I don't think they're very – they're crazy close to it or anything. Talking Yanks, 2,000 wasn't talking about salaries. No. I know, I know the world's guy. changed. I get it. And I like support sports trying to be more. Dude, even, it's also nuts that there's no conversation of Otani. None. None. That's how that's the world we live in now. Like, and maybe it's more realistic and, and other fan bases hate it. Oh, Yankee fans think they're gonna get everyone. And boy, did Cashman prove those fans right. Mm-hmm. It's just too everyone thinks it's inevitable, so we're not actually gonna go. But like, man, they're not even using 
the Yankees as clickbait with Otani. Exactly. Not yet. To say. That's going to come. Maybe, That's but gonna come. you would. Otani, we man, have to talk Harper, to Machado, uh, those years, 20, 2019, November, 2019, December, it was all you read. No, it might be the nervous. No, it might be the nervous week. There's absolutely going to be a week that it's Judge wants Snell because that's his guy. Yeah. So get ready for that week. Snell wants to play in Seattle pretty bad. I'm. I would guess. I think so. I saw at least one article referencing a desire to play there. Boss, if you're a player, I guess why would you say you wouldn't rule any place out yet? But he is from there. The Yankees are not going to be in on Sonny Gray or Nola, right? They're kind of the two top starting that are and Snell. Sonny, they're not going to run that back. Um, Nola, I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of interest elsewhere. Although they have run stuff back like Sonny in the past. If you think of uh, who was it, Vasquez? Javier Vasquez. Yeah, Javier Vasquez. They did that and didn't Pavano get, or Brown? One of them got a second stint. I don't remember if it was them specifically. There's something like that. There's another player in that era of like tw- the tw- early 2010s they, or something. They fully or, didn't work once. Yeah. And they tried it again. Javier Vasquez was a funny one. It fully didn't <laughs> work. And they were like, let's do this again. Jamie Wright? No. Here's um, here's a list. Who am I thinking of? Here's a list of pitchers that Fangraphs does not project to get $30 million or more. Dollars. Okay. And this isn't necessarily right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and some of these are two years, but the list starts Lucas Giolito. AAV? They have, they have him getting two for 30. Oh, okay. So all of these guys are basically under 15. Okay. Lucas Giolito, Seth Lugo, Clevenger, Kent Maeda, Sean Manaya, Jack Flaherty, Michael Lorenzen, Nick Martinez, Kyle Gibson, Lance Lynn, Ryu, Sevi, Wade Miley, James Paxton, Frankie Montas, Martin Perez, Jake Odorizzi, uh, Alex Wood. Bring, bring. Um, no one's gonna like this because obviously he gave up the most home runs in That's the history fine. of baseball. But you know who That's did fine. it? You know who did it before? Cole. Cole. And you know what Cole did this year? Didn't give up a lot of home runs. And um, Lance Lynn, Rodon, and Cole just fucking firing each other up nonstop. Mm-hmm. And I having identity. a party. Now people are gonna be very upset because Lance Lynn had a pretty down year. Right. So I don't like really, you know, I'm not pining for this. But if it happened and Lynn was good, we'd get up for it. And the bravado that the right. starting pitching had all of a sudden would be content machine. It'd just be a lot of fun. If they were good, and I don't know if they're all gonna be good, but if Rodon and Lynn were both good, mm. sharing a rotation. Just testosterone wise. You testosterone wise, you're going back to like not skill wise, not skill wise. No one take this out of my mouth. You're going back to like Wells and Wells and, and, and Coney and, and Clemens like of like, oh shit. We got some men being like gross men on the mound. But that's not a comparison of skill. And just there, of those kind of all those mound names, presence. Kind of all those names we just said I think we would characterize it right now as that could be a rotation. Ad, not the rotation ad. Well, just I, I just want to reiterate, I didn't even get to guys like, well, Domingo Herman, Matthew Boyd, Vince Velasquez, uh, Tyler Molly, Julio Tehran, Brad Keller, Carlos Carrasco, Chris Flexen. So I know that's starting to get into a very depthy territory, but when you look at the free agent hitters, 
and you say, hey, Hassan, what's the best I can get out of a free agent hitter or what's the best I could get out of a Carlos Carrasco for three months? Very different scales. Those, yeah, those guys could easily be one of them that the Yankees just like have a thing for and want to. You just, you just passed us. Did I the Yankees sign? Sign no, Soto? no, no news, news. But we mentioned him in passing recently, so I pass and buttoned. John Morosi says Yankees are showing early interest in Aaron Nola. Huh. I just okay. asked that. Just, we we had just declared Yankees probably not involved. I don't that put any stock me. into that. That didn't sway me. That sounds like. Nothing. All right. This was the first episode that I ended on an uptick for me. And I fear that. Mm. I love building myself up to get broken. That's what the offseason is all about. I know nobody likes it, but my my vision of Lancelin and Rodon and Cole all being good is... And fucking... Mm. If Lance heavy Lynn, metal, you know? Yeah. You, you need Rodon to be Rodon, which is a huge part of everything the Yankees are going to do. But if Lance Lynn did what he did with the Dodgers second half of the year, about a league average performance, but with that moxie, fuck. The regular season, we are nope. happy with that. Nope, nope. nope. <laughs> I mean, yeah. End it. End it. Lynn Talk would have Rodon to more. Yeah, 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 yeah. See ya. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. And you got Yamamoto. Yeah. Yamamoto wouldn't know what to do. These guys are. Oh, I have bad Yamamoto news for you. What's that? Listed 5'10. Small. Mm. I think he's a Moxie King. He Obviously. pitches a very American style. Obviously. I'm out.